Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Understory podcast. Understory is a global community of innovators and entrepreneurs who are using technology and innovation to make our world more sustainable. Today, we're really excited to have Franz Hochstrasser, who is the CEO and co-founder of Raise Green. Franz, welcome to the Understory podcast. Oh, thank you, JJ. So excited to be here. So tell us a little bit more about your background because you have really impressive background and um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not typical of entrepreneur necessarily, but uh, it lends so much to the, to the work that you're doing today. Um, yeah, well, well, first of all, thanks for having us on. Um, so my, my angle uh, to entrepreneurship really starts with uh, a position that I took on the Barack Obama campaign for president back in 2008 uh, as a community organizer and uh, got to work back in Iowa, calling people, engaging with them, hearing their problems um, and, you know, working to get President Obama elected. Uh, and after that, I took this this journey, which, which was really like being strapped to a rocket, honestly, uh, to, to Washington, D.C., and got to work at the U.S. Department of Agriculture on the Recovery Act, which was the largest investment in U.S. history in uh, energy efficiency and clean energy at the time. Um, and then at the White House Council on Environmental Quality, where I helped with the President's Climate Action Plan. Uh, and lastly, in the last couple of years of the Obama administration, I got to join the State Department and negotiate the Paris Agreement um, as part of the climate negotiating team. Um, and through all of that, you know, I, I kind of uh, learned and felt uh, coming out of it that, you know, not only was our shared future at stake with the climate crisis, um, but it was fairly overwhelming for individuals uh, that that wanted to get involved. You know, they're being told you can recycle, you can petition your way out of this potentially by asking Congress or uh, elected officials or companies to take action. Uh, but there wasn't a clear way for those individuals to take immediate action themselves. And uh, that really was the catalyst for going back to school um, and starting Raise Green. That's excellent. And uh... Maybe let's talk a little bit more about um, the company and um, your your vision of that um, before we dive into um, the actual you know the actual platform. So, what's the vision that you have for Raise Green, and um, um, what sorts of stakeholders you're bringing together uh, to make it possible? So we look at we look at two major unmet needs specifically. Um, you know, there are about ten thousand cities and towns across the country, across the U.S., um, and every one of them has at least a handful of buildings that could have solar or clean energy uh, and energy efficiency. And if we're going to get to anywhere near uh, meeting you know, the nation's goal of reducing emissions between 50 and 52% by 2030, um, we're going to need to move to roughly 100% clean energy uh, in the next decade and a half. So all of those buildings need to be covered with solar panels, um, and they need to be as energy efficient as possible. Um, and we just don't see the level of uh, mobilization and preparedness out there uh, 
either in business or in communities um, to actually execute against that. So a big part of our vision is to give the tools to those individuals and those communities and companies to make that transition. The second piece though, um, is that there's about 195 million Americans now, which is well over half of the country that are alarmed or concerned about the climate crisis and they want something meaningful that they can do. Uh, they have anxiety about the problem. You know, they're being told that they can um, call their Congress people um, and that's not working right now. So they have an interest as well, uh, you know, a full 99% of millennials uh, care about uh, sustainable investing and want more options. And so Raise Green is an option for them uh, to take action in a meaningful way and have the opportunity to get paid back while they do it. Yeah. So let's talk about that specifically. So, um, you know, it's a marketplace for impact investing. So let's kind of break that down uh, a little bit more. So you know, tell us what this marketplace is and tell us the kinds of projects that you're bringing forward to investors who are able to participate in some of these opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't be able to. So, yeah, so, you know, before before 2016, uh, basically 90% of Americans that are considered non-accredited investors, which means they make uh, less than $200,000 a year or are, are uh, have less than a million in net worth, they were prohibited from investing in private companies. Uh, so they could invest on the stock market, which are called public equities, uh, and they could buy bonds, but they couldn't invest in you know, private deals. And uh, in 2012, uh, President Obama signed the JOBS Act, uh, which enabled uh, equity crowdfunding to take place. And then in 2016, that uh, was finalized and made public so that that other 90% of Americans who aren't wealthy um, actually have the ability to invest in private deals. And Raise Green is a equity crowdfunding platform that enables those folks to uh, find climate solution companies uh, and put their money into them. Um, so what that looks like is you go to our marketplace on invest.raisegreen.com and you'll see everything from you know, solar, solar projects on a school uh, to, you know, water filtration companies to, uh, you know, plastics uh, startups that reduce emissions in the, in the plastics manufacturing process, um, as well as uh, energy efficiency uh, companies that, uh, that will happily, you know, take an investment and use that to retrofit multifamily housing uh, uh, buildings and make them more energy efficient so that they save the, the tenants uh, money. And as an investor, you know, you can put in as little as $100 into those types of, of projects. Um, and you can also indicate your interest in projects that are considering doing a raise uh, for free. So you can go on there and see a number of indication of interest offerings um, and kind of upvote them by, by committing uh, to invest if and when they go live. Yeah, and one of the things that I noticed is that um, there is just a diversity of investment opportunities that people people uh, can uh, can explore. And you have you know anything from um, 
investing the ability to invest in something more like uh, a certified B Corp lender to, uh, as you said, kind of solar projects or, you know, other types of organizations. Um, how does your team find these opportunities and how do you evaluate whether there are worthwhile opportunities to get on to raise grain and be exposed to your uh, other side of the marketplace, which are the investors? Uh, well, I love this question because it's it's so core to our mission, uh, which is really to democratize access both to the capital raising side of, of what we're doing, um, as well as to the investors who want to put money into these, these types of projects and support them. Um, and on the capital raising side, uh, you know, uh, underrepresented and, and historically disadvantaged communities um, have struggled to get access to capital, uh, you know, for as long as capitalist economies have, have existed. And so in large part, you know, we exist as an alternative to banks, uh, as an alternative to venture capital or to uh, private equity, as a way for um, anyone to step forward and say, I'm going to organize my group of supporters uh, to turn them into raving fans and potentially even turn them into customers by turning them into investors first. Um, so in, in essence, you know, we, we allow those, those businesses and those heroic climate entrepreneurs um, to step up and, and raise their hand and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the capital formation process on my own shoulders uh, and reach out to my networks and, and then reach out to the Raise Green investor network uh, and make their appeal. And in large part, it's their responsibility to, uh, to tell their story. Um, we help, of course, drive as many eyeballs as possible to the, to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But um, and then, of course, we are also an FINRA and SEC registered marketplace. So we have to comply with certain uh, diligencing and background check uh, rules, uh, which we're very, very uh, stringent about. Uh, but don't be afraid because, uh, you know, we're happy to give anyone the opportunity to take indications of interest um, and you know, we'll screen those projects for viability, but um, really it's, it's a test um, to see if, if they can solicit enough interest from the crowd. Uh, and then listing an actual project and, and raising the money uh, requires a little bit more diligence, uh, but uh, we help with all that process as well. And for the investor audience, um, you know, what sort of things that you've seen from the investors are you you know, whether it's demographic or whether, you know, kind of the amount they're willing to invest in any particular investment, what sort of patterns you have observed, if any, um, on from your investors? Yeah, well, first of all, um, we've seen a lot of repeat investors. So people who uh, come back, you know, and invest in multiple projects. And, uh, and that's really exciting to us because, uh, you know, our investor base has grown consistently month on month, about 40%. Um, and, and a lot of that comes because uh, the developers of solar projects or, or climate tech companies who are raising money, uh, they bring their own networks into the fold. And the, those folks then find related companies that also support their investment thesis. And, and then they invest across those. So that's been encouraging. Um, we also have a lot of um, accredited investors who use the platform 
um, in addition to non-accredited folks. Um, so, you know, if you're non-accredited, you can you are limited in the amount that you can put in because the SEC wants to protect against you, you know, losing a large amount of money that you can't afford to lose. Um, if you're accredited, you can put in as much money as you want into into investments, and we've seen investments everywhere from $100, which has been the minimums, uh, up to $400,000 uh, from a single individual. And the investments and both opportunity investors is this today U.S. only? Yes, uh, to be an investor, uh, you you uh, need to be a U.S. citizen. Uh, there are some uh, there are some countries where you're allowed to invest, uh, but it all depends on the securities laws of that country. Um, so it's simpler if you're a U.S. citizen. Um, if you are a U.S. incorporated business, you can also use Raise Green to raise money. Got it. Okay. Um, let's talk about maybe some of the partners you're you know you have worked with or working with. Um, you know you have advisor from the MIT Media Labs and. Um, uh, and other other partners like IBM. Can you talk a little bit more about the kind of partners that you're working with or uh, you want to work with uh, in accelerating kind of the mission and the vision that you you have? Sure, yeah. I mean, we, we're a Techstars portfolio company, um, you know, so we've worked with them and, and ABN AMRO through the Future of Finance uh, accelerator program. Um, they've been very helpful. Uh, the MIT Media Lab City Science Group um, are, are close thought partners of ours. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, we've gone through a number of accelerators. We're currently headquartered at Greentown Labs in Somerville, Massachusetts, which is the largest clean tech incubator uh, in North America. Uh, so we're proud of that partnership and they've been very helpful as well. And really though, our best partners and our most critical partners that we're looking for are uh, those looking to raise capital and particularly those that uh, are developing or implementing clean energy or climate solution projects like solar on a school um, and using uh, Raise Green to finance those projects on a recurring basis. Um, so those that wanna raise up to $5 million per year uh, to bankroll their projects and their development efforts. Um, those are kind of the optimal partners for us because uh, we build a relationship. It lowers the amount of time that we have to spend uh, diligencing uh, a new deal because we, we, they're a known entity. And once you go through the process of writing your paperwork once, uh, it's fairly simple to, to reuse it. And, and then we have templates for those that are going through it for the first time um, that, that we provide uh, to make it very simple for people to, to raise capital on our, our marketplace. Yeah, that's great. Um, so let's shift gears and talk a little bit more about kind of impact investing and uh, um, you know, the projects and, and the trends you see uh, funds given, given your background and uh, being an expert um, in, in the field and someone who has worked in um, sustainability and climate related um, initiatives for a very long time. Um, how have you seen kind of impact investing or ESG investing changing or not changing in the recent years? Um, and what are some of the exciting trends that you're seeing uh, in, uh, in the space? Oh, great question. So 
Um, you got me smiling here because, uh, you know, it has changed so immensely uh, just in the last five years. Um, you know, when, when we started Raise Green in, in 2018, uh, there was about, you know, three to four hundred billion dollars a year flowing into climate finance globally. Um, and at the time, you know, the estimate was that we needed a trillion dollars per year if we were going to hit these uh, climate targets and avoid, you know, the worst impacts of climate change. Uh, now, you know, we're, we're up in the order of it, that's basically doubled. We've seen about 800 billion a year flowing, uh, but also the need has doubled. You know, we're, we're now looking at anywhere from, uh, you know, two to four trillion dollars per year that's needed to tackle these challenges. So, People have definitely stepped up, uh, investors, you know, both institutional as well as um, VCs, you know, have really dove into the space headfirst, um, more and more climate tech funds just emerging every day, uh, which is excellent. Um, but the exciting part to me is the talent uh, that, that has flown in, in, into the space as well. Uh, so many people have you know, shifted career trajectories to focus on the climate challenge um, and, and focus on, you know, this idea of stakeholder capitalism as opposed to simply shareholder capitalism. Um, so really excited about the, the trajectory of, of both, you know, a shift toward more ESG investing, a shift toward uh, not greenwashed ESG investing. So the SEC rule that is under uh, is in a comment period right now, which would crack down on greenwashing and really uh, require certain standards around climate risk disclosure, um, as well as other uh, social and governance issues, um, is really encouraging because it kind of keeps everyone honest, particularly the big finance uh, shops. Um, you know, because they, they over the last five years have had a tendency to simply relabel. Uh, existing funds as ESG, which doesn't actually do a ton <laughs> to help. Uh, but, you know, watching, uh, watching that shift has been really exciting, participating in and, and catalyzing that shift in a sense of, you know, rhetorically goading some of those bigger players into, uh, you know, making, making the shift in a meaningful way uh, toward, you know, more impactful investments has been crucial. Uh, and then, you know, seeing philanthropies also step up and decide, okay, it's not enough for us to just give grants to nonprofits anymore. You know, we need to do program-related investment. We need to do blended capital uh, that involves some philanthropy and concessional capital with some profit-driven investment. So all of those things uh, add up and uh, it's exciting. It's also not happening fast enough. So uh, got to do more, got to do it quicker. And, you know, Buddha says that his biggest mistake uh, or people's biggest mistake is thinking that you have time. And I think as an entrepreneur and as a climate, uh, a lifelong uh, dedicated climate warrior, uh, thinking we have time would be our biggest mistake. Yeah. I, I love the various dynamics that you highlighted. Um, you know, a lot of these issues, um, as you say, kind of are now coming to the foreground. Um, and um, I, 
you know, as you put it correctly, as you know, I we, we like the fact that you know you as a climate warrior who understand the regulatory side, how the government, the policy works, as well as how kind of the industry work and uh, raised grains a great example of that. Um, Last question, Fons, uh, is um, you know how how do uh, people learn more about um, your company? Um, whether it's companies that are looking to use your platform to gain access to capital, or investors who are looking at these opportunities um, uh, more. Uh, yeah. Well, JJ, thanks again, uh, and and for the question, you know. Uh, raisegreen.com is our website. It's R-A-I-S-E-G-R-E-E-N.com. Uh, we also are on most of the social channels, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, and and uh, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. Um, so follow us on there. Uh, check it out. You know, we are always standing by, excited to work with prospective uh we, we call them originators, people who want to raise capital on our marketplace. Um, and we have the most competitive rates in the, in the industry, um, I think. Uh, so yeah. you know, excited to, to share that opportunity with those raising money. And then as an investor, you know, it's entirely up to you, you know, how you spend uh, your dollars and how you invest them. And we really feel that you know, voting with your dollar on what you believe you want to see in the world by way of, you know, companies emerging uh, is, a, is a really powerful uh, way to take action. So don't just, you know, sit on the sidelines, uh, join the ranks of the heroic entrepreneurs and innovators that are powering this transition from dirty to clean energy and uh, raise greens here to, to help you do that. Excellent. With that, thank you so much for joining our understory podcast. And, uh, we look forward to having you again here and talk about the progress. And uh, thanks again for all the things you're doing, Fonz, with uh, you and your team. My pleasure, JJ. Onwards and upwards. Thank you.